Hey, podcast listeners, hope you're doing well, and I hope you are winning contracts. Before we get into today's episode, I want to take a minute to share something with you that's working for our clients. Our federal access knowledge base is helping companies win contracts every single day. I regularly get emails from members thanking us and saying things like, hey, I just won a $2 million contract. Many of you have seen a video that Chris Danback shot for us at GovCon. Chris won two contracts totaling $30 million. One of our members, Eyal, emailed me this morning and said, the turning point that opened my eyes was using federal access to establish a professional and systematic business development and RFP process. I've now won two contracts worth $480,000. Federal access is helping a lot of companies win. It can help you too. So here's the deal. I have a special offer for you. Visit federal-access.com forward slash game changers today and get started for just $29. You're going to get access to a digital copy of the government sales manual, over 70 strategy videos, more than 30 webinars, 300 documents and templates, and one of my favorite pieces is SME support. So when you run into any issue, any challenge at all, you can email me directly for help. So go check out the special offer today at federal-access.com forward slash game changers. The link is in the description below the podcast. So go check that out today, federal-access.com forward slash game changers. So you can get started for just $29 today. Now let's hop into this episode. The big question is this, if government contracting is supposed to be so easy, why do so many companies fail to win even a single contract while others dominate the market? That's the question and this podcast will give you the answers. In today's episode, you go one-on-one with best-selling author and master business coach Michael Lejeune to learn exactly how to take your government contracting business to the next level. Today, I'm going to be talking about implementing new ideas in your GovCon business, and I'm going to cut right to the heart of this episode today. If you are stuck in GovCon, it is easy to think there is a miracle worker out there that can wave a magic wand and fix all your problems. When when most people reach out to me about coaching, in fact, I'm looked at it one of those miracle workers. They're essentially looking for what I would consider new ideas. That's typically what's coming. So, or they they have a handful of ideas that they want to to attack, but they're not necessarily sure. But most of the time when people reach out to a coach, whether it's me, Josh, or anybody else in the market, they're looking for new ideas. They're thinking, is there something that the coach knows that I don't? Does the coach have some tricks up their sleeve that will shortcut this process? And you know, the answer to that is yes. The answer to all of those questions is yes. Yes, the coach does have some shortcuts up their sleeve that will probably make this faster. Yes, the coach actually knows some things that you probably don't know. And that's not to kind of toot the horn of all the coaches. This is what we do. You know, this is what we do. And before I get into this, this is not going to be just a a pitch for coaching in this. I'm just kind of telling you how when people come to us, this is kind of one of the things we see. And we see this all the time because, again, people get stuck for one reason or another They reach out and, you know, the conversation, it always comes around to, I'm just, I'm looking for something that maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm missing something here. Maybe you can just say something, some little bit of advice on this phone call here even, that's just going to spark something in me that's going to make me go, aha, 
that's the thing I've been missing. And so typically when somebody comes to this crossroads, that's what they're looking for when they reach out to a coach. And what I always come back with is, so tell me what you're doing. And I, and I start walking through questions and asking them things. And I'm like, you're doing a lot of the things right, but there's a handful of little things that you need to tweak. And then when I get to certain areas here and, and here's where it, it really boils down to this episode here when I get to certain areas where let's say we're talking about business development or we're talking about the RFP process or we're talking about something else that's very very specific to the GovCon business and I start walking through things with them and they're like yeah I know that I, I know exactly what you're telling me I know that and I'm like so why aren't you doing it What's the problem here? Why aren't you doing it? And they start going through a lot of reasons. There's a lot of reasons why they're not doing whatever the thing is. So let's take, for example, I'm going through this with them. And one of the things they're talking about is they're struggling with their sales process. Okay. So let's start there. They're struggling with that sales process, the BD process, whatever you want to call it. They're struggling with that process. And they're like, look, I just need a system for how we do this. I just need a system. I need to put a system in place for how this works. I need to know what's working, what's not working. I need to know who our ideal clients are. And then they start going through all this stuff and I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what you need to do. So you know what to do, so what's the problem? Do you need a coach to tell you that you know what to do? No, that's not why you need a coach. That's not why you need outside influence. And in fact, what I'm gonna walk through today will help you whether you're working with a coach or not. So these are things that you can do whether you work with a coach or not. These are things that are gonna help you implement these ideas that you have. Because I guarantee you, if you are looking at a problem in your business right now today, you have some ideas on how to fix it, but you're not taking action on it. That's really the heart of this. You are not taking action on it for a handful of reasons. And what, what I found is the reasons aren't time because we make the time for the things we know how to do. It's not money. As a savvy business owner, you will find a way to do it yourself or do it on the cheap. You know, you will make those things work. So it's not time. It's not money. It's not the lack of ideas because you have ideas on how to fix it. The problem is typically you just don't know how to do it. So you just don't know how. So you're looking at something and saying, I know I need a sales process but I don't know how to build one. I don't know what should be in one. I've got some ideas, but I just don't know. And that lack of knowledge just, it basically just freezes you. So you don't know what to do, so you just freeze and you go, well, what do I know how to do? Well, I know how to do these other things that I'm doing, so I'm gonna go do that. I'm gonna go, you know, look at my emails and, you know, get, meet with my team. And we're gonna just continue to talk about the problem because we know the problem and we know how to talk about it, so we're just gonna keep doing Doing it. And so you wind up in this vicious circle where you have several things in your business. So one is your BD sales process. You're like, I know what we need, but I don't know how to do that. And then you look over at maybe your, your teaming relationships. And I know I need to get more active with my teaming relationships, but I don't know how to do that. Oh, I'm on contract vehicles, but I'm not winning any work. I know I need to fix that. I know I need a process for how I get people to actually engage me and how I win those task orders. You know that stuff, 
But because you don't know how to do those things, you just don't do them. You just don't move forward. So here, here is my little you know philosophy on, on this. It's just a, a couple of little points that I want to share with you today. It will make it much easier for you to move forward and implement something, especially when you know. So again, like you know you need a BD process, but you don't have one. So what do you do? Do you bring in a third party to help you? Maybe, and that could help you. I'm not trying to downplay coaching either. So earlier I said I'm not trying to pitch coaching in this. I'm not trying to downplay it either. But the thing is, there are things you have to do. And the first thing you have to do is you have to take action. So you have to take action. In one of my previous books, I wrote about something I call the 24-hour rule. And the 24-hour rule is just simply that you must take some action in the first 24 hours after you create a task or a project or whatever it is. So if you say, hey, we are going to create a new BD process here in our business. We're going to do this. We're going to do this new thing. So the first thing you have to do is within 24 hours of making that decision, you have to take some sort of action. You can't just say, hey, we're going to fill in the blank, you know, the BD process, whatever it is, and then just kind of move on with your life. You have to at a minimum within the first 24 hours say, look, I'm going to put an hour on my schedule tomorrow morning to kind of map out my thoughts on this. And that's where it starts. Even if it's that simple of, hey, I'm going to block out in the next 24 hours, one hour, 30 minutes, 15 minutes on my schedule to think through this and actually plot out some of my ideas and stuff like that. That at a minimum is what you have to do. Because if you don't take action in the first 24 hours, I always think about like the, um, the FBI always says this about missing children. I, I relate it to missing ideas where you know, if a child goes missing, the first 24 hours are critical. If they don't find the kid within the first 24 hours, the odds of them finding them drop like astronomically. It's the same thing with your ideas. If you don't take action in the first 24 hours, the odds of you accomplishing it just plummet. The odds are you're never even going to think about it again or you'll think about it in a month or two months or three months or whatever it is. And you go, ah, we need to do something. And you'll get energized in your brain about it. And then you'll just put it back on the shelf for another two, three months. So you have to take action, even if it's simple in your calendar. So the next step is planning. So if you're trying to implement, uh, so let's say that, that BD process, sit down and map it out. So even if in the first thing you do, so I, I talked about that first step of action where you sit down and you take 15 minutes to put it in your calendar and you are just going to map out like your thoughts. Well, while you're doing that, put it on your calendar when you're going to sit down and actually go through it in detail. You know, put that on your calendar as well. So in that first meeting with yourself, you sit down, you map out some ideas and go, okay, I'm going to, now that I've spent 15 minutes thinking about this, I'm going to dedicate four hours on Monday to this or four hours over the span of a couple of days to this and really getting it thought out. Because the next thing you need to do is you need to break it down into steps and just make it bite-sized. You, you've all heard the saying probably, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time, right? It's very overwhelming when you're looking at something new and especially when you don't know what to do and there's all these moving parts. So we break it down, we make it bite-sized, and we put a timetable on it. And the timetable could be simple. Like, look, I want to have this mapped out by the end of November. And then I want to start implementing this in December. I want to have this live in our business by the end of Q1 or Q2 or whatever it is. And I want to measure the results by the end of next year. That is as hard as it has to be. I think too often we 
there's this fear when we don't know how to do something and it just starts making it really, really hard, really, really complicated. And that just compounds into your brain and into that fear mode to where you just say, look, I don't have time for this. I'm just going to put it off and just move on. Because see, I think you know how to fix a lot of your problems. You just don't know how. So the third thing which plays into that fear is you have to redefine failure. So sometimes you just have to fall flat on your face with something and learn from it. So you just, how do you do that? You just fall flat, you learn from it, and then you adapt. That's it. That's all you have to do. You fall flat, you learn from it, you adapt, and you just repeat that cycle. So your failures now become part of the process. They aren't the end. So let's say you go through, you're creating a BD process, and you start implementing it, and it crashes and burns. Well, why did it crash and burn? Where did it crash and burn? Was it the whole process, or was it one step? Was it one little thing in the step? Because you have, you may have seven steps, and it could be step number five that crashed. What does that mean? Steps one through four were still good. So we just need to tweak step number five, go back through it, and get to step number six. And even if it crashes and burns at step six, okay, we've got step five fixed out now. So let's just, let's move on. Let's just keep iterating on this thing so that the failures aren't the end of the road. Because when you hit a brick wall, you don't stop. You go over it, around it, through it, whatever you've got to do. And so again, this is where I see a lot of entrepreneurs, business owners, BD professionals, managers, where I see you get stuck is you're going through something like this. You don't know what to do and you stop. And you're like, it's too hard. I don't know what it is. So let me come up with 18 more excuses like time or money or effort or whatever it is, and I'm just going to put that on the shelf and I'll come back to it. And you know deep down you're never coming back to it. So just follow this simple process. Take some action. Even if it's 15 minutes worth of notes on the idea, take some of that action. When you're taking your 15 minutes of notes, put it on your calendar, a simple timetable of how you're going to come back to this, when you're going to come back to it, how you're going to break down the steps, and how you're going to put a timetable around actually the implementation of this thing going on. And then finally, just redefine failure in your brain. It's okay if you make mistakes. It's okay if you make mistakes. You you don't really learn a lot when you're always right. You don't. You learn the most when you're wrong. When you're wrong about something and you acknowledge you were wrong or you made a mistake and you're like, ah, not going to do that again. And you implement something a little bit different in your process. So be okay with making mistakes. Start creating action plans around these ideas. And look, one of those action uh, steps that you can take in the first 24 hours is, let's say you came up with three great new ideas. Well, out of the three, which one's the priority? That could be one of the first things. Like, hey, look, I just came up with three great new ideas for our BD process. Out of those three, this is the priority. This number one idea, that's the priority. That's what we're going to focus on. But we don't want to forget number two and three. So we're going to put it on our calendar. We're going to come back to it during the holidays. And we're going to go through this and map out those other two ideas. But right now, we need to focus on our RFP process here. That's that's the thing we need to focus on. We need to focus on how we're you know finding new prospects or whatever it may be. And that's going to be the thing you focus on. So find something to focus on. Take some action on it, do some planning around it, and then the last thing is just be okay with making mistakes because the thing is you learn a lot from doing. And as you start doing, you're going to have a lot of aha moments. Those aha moments are the things that just take you to the next level. 
And if you need a coach, reach out to a coach. You know, that's actually a lot of what I do on our advisor program is just what I would consider executive coaching where people don't even necessarily need GovCon specific stuff, but hey, they're they're struggling with time management, they're struggling with their team, they're struggling with other things, and that's where the insight can come from. And so, and I said I wasn't going to make this a, a a coaching pitch, but I just talked about coaching, right? So, but it doesn't have to be me. It could be anybody, and it could be a mentor, it could be a friend, it could be somebody that you are uh, just kind of. As I call them accountability partners where maybe it's another business owner or salesperson and you're bouncing ideas off of each other. Sometimes just that little bit of insight is really, really helpful. So follow those steps. If you have any questions, as always, you know how to reach me. We will see you next time. Thanks for listening to Game Changers for Government Contractors. For a full list of episodes and other resources, be sure and check us out on the web at www.rsmfederal.com slash game changers.